Hi, welcome to The Debrief. I'm Quinn, and I'm here today with... Will Damo, a 26 staff writer for the Dartmouth. Thank you so much for being here today, Will. Of course. So today we're going to talk about the Dartmouth basketball team filing a petition to unionize. So, Will, do you know what prompted the move to unionize for the team? So it was a little cloudy the first two days. Uh, we basically heard news that Wednesday the 15th, um, the basketball team had filed a petition with the NLRB, which stands for National Labor Relations Board, um, hoping to join the Service Employees Inter International Union Local 560. So that's a long-winded name, um, but it's just a local chapter here in Hanover. Um, and then a few days later, two of their players released a statement, an op-ed in the Dartmouth, um, sort of explaining their rationale. Um, so we can go into that a little bit if you'd like. Yeah, sure. That'd be great. Yeah, so they basically said, and this is a push that's been done by other schools. So in 2014, Northwestern um, filed a petition to unionize. The NLRB seemed to be on board with it when they filed. Um, but about a year later, they eventually turned it down, basically citing that uh, Northwestern is the only private school in the Big Ten. So even if even if they sort of got the union, it wouldn't help the other public schools. Yeah. Um, so they sort of said this is beyond college sports and college athletics are beyond the scope of our um, board. But last year, the NLRB released a statement um, saying they consider student athletes, which is a word they, they want to get rid of, as employees of the college. Um, and so the two athletes cited that as as a reason for them coming um, out with this petition. Um, and they also basically say that when they get injured, they want protection um, because a lot of out-of-pocket costs come with injury. Um, and then a few of them work on-campus jobs and they wish, um, you know, that takes time out of their training schedule and their, their work, um, homework schedule. So yeah. if they want to be treated like employees, they think... That's the best option. So you mentioned the Northwestern yeah. uh, unioniza or unionization effort in 2014. Can you talk about how this is a little, this is obviously very different from that. Can you kind of talk about that? Yeah. So I think the prime reason it is different is the Ivy League as an athletic conference is all private schools. Um, they also don't issue athletic scholarships. So if players are on financial aid, it's because of, um, you know, need-based aid. Mm -hmm. um, so they're a little different in that. They're basically not getting paid for the the work they're doing as some athletes at other um, big schools are, which I think is a, a promising point in their argument. Um, like I said, when the NLRB sort of dismissed Northwestern's case, it was because a lot of Big Ten schools are public. Um, so looking at a conference as private, I think that can change some things. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that that was the ultimate decision yeah. against Northwestern because of its private yeah. school. Um, do you think this has ripple effect potential? Will maybe other Ivy League basketball teams or just other, even Dartmouth sports teams, consider unionizing because of this? I think so. Um, the two players mentioned that I guess Dartmouth has to file in a, in a few weeks their sort of decision on this um, petition. And if approved, um, if the college expresses support, I, I can see other um, sports doing it because they have the same reasons, yeah. um, working on campus jobs, wanting injury protection. So the two of them did cite they want collegiate athletics to, to move in this direction. They hope to be sort of the, the starting point. Yeah. Do you think NIL will affect this at all? Because obviously, the, I mean, the pat in Northwestern in the past, there was no NIL. Now there is. Yeah. That wouldn't have any impact. I think that is important. All the articles I've read, um, they mentioned that when NIL started in 2021, 
that's sort of when um, this board decided they wanted to see athletes as employees because, I mean, I guess in a way they sort of are um, if they're getting money for their name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Um, so I think it's sort of, if you're going to consider them NIL eligible, it only makes sense that they're also, in a way, employees of, of the schools they play for. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And for our last question, do you think, obviously this is just speculation, mm -hmm. but do you think the team will be successful or successful in any capacity? In terms of the petition? Or? Yeah, in terms of the petition. Okay. Um, I mean, I think so. I think it's it's always a bold move when, when athletes do this. It's the first in the NIL era. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so... You know, I'm personally supportive of it. I, I hope it changes at least the conversation, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, I think I think in the Ivy League, we're in a, a good spot to do it. If if anywhere, it, it's probably best in a in a private athletic conference. So. That's great. It's good to see Dartmouth sports teams pushing the envelope into the yeah, future. Absolutely. All right, that's all I have for you today. That today, thank you so much. Will. Sweet. Happy to be here. Awesome. Hi, I'm here with one of my very best friends in the entire world, TJ Parekh. TJ, say hi. That's me. Thank you, TJ. Uh, today, I, in a very uh, uncommon piece today, we are going to be discussing what it feels like to be a senior. TJ and I are both graduating this year, and I thought it would be a nice time to quickly reflect on what the year to come and our experience in the past. So to one of my best friends in the world, I just want to ask you, uh, uh, how you feeling, man? About senior year, about graduating, about the past three years. What, what words of advice would you impart upon your freshman year self? Wow, thanks for having me, Levi. Thanks for having me. Debrief podcast. I think something that I would recommend to my freshman year self, especially in the novel times, the COVID nineteen virus, would be to live a little. I think living a little goes a long way, and what I mean by that is. I remember vividly, actually, I can tell you the date, November 7th, going to Candela's with some of my friends. Before I knew you, Levi, don't be offended. But on my friend's birthday, I was working on an application for something, which I ended up really enjoying. I got it. It was a program through Talk. Very much enjoyed it. But I missed part of my friend's birthday party for it. And my friend said, what are you going to remember, like, going to this and, like, making memories with your friends or, like, this application? Turns out I remember both at this point in time, but I think it really, really stuck with me. And this friend, Lexi DeWire, has remained one of my closest friends throughout. She actually celebrated my birthday with me yesterday, which I think is a really cool opportunity for kind of a full circle glance at one, birthdays, but two, coming of age, the, the Buildings Ramon story of college, and kind of seeing how I've grown to enjoy living a lot more at college. Um, I think college is a really, really fraught time where so many things are going on, and you're always thinking about the future, um, especially at Dartmouth, as everybody knows, with the deep plan quarter system, social life, academic life, professional life, you name it, you're thinking about the future, but living in the moment and living in the present goes a really long way, and excited for it. Thank you, DJ. That was really sage advice. Um, take a bite of your apple. Uh, ben, bite. Um, now, TJ, uh, it's kind of surreal to think now that we are seniors, we're about to graduate, go into the real world, be adults. Um, simply put, you know, looking at this year ahead, uh, how does it make you feel? 
trying to have no expectations. And I know that sounds weird, but I feel like sophomore summer was a great time. Everybody hypes it up, hypes it up, and it distorts your actual experience. But with this year, I want to do things that are fun, exciting, spontaneous, but at the same time, really rewarding. Like, I think a really cool experience, like writing a thesis that a lot of people will get, me included, get burnt out at by the time they're a senior, especially senior spring. But that's something that I think is really cool and like want to try and be able to do. But doing all these things, but not having expectations on them or kind of structured goals around it, but more so doing it for the love of doing it and doing it for the sake of living it. Thank you. Yeah. It was Big thing that living. Good vibes and easy living. G V E N L. Uh TJ, as you know, um what's also interesting to me personally, I you know, I'm in the minority of the school. I, I don't do finance, consulting, CS, any of those. But you are a, a, a uh, you are a prototypical Dharma student, no offense, who uh, a smart guy who is going to the world of investment making. Close, but no cigar. <laughs> Growth equity. <laughs> Closer. Yes, correct. And uh, private equity. Yeah, all the above, actually. Not the investment maker, but uh, tech investing. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I guess my question is... Also, uh, just a heads up, it's finance, not finance. <laughs> <laughs> I think my question to you is simply just, you know, everybody at the school probably comes here wants, and wants to end up in your shoes, right? You have an incredible job. And I won't say it on here. You have an incredible job. You're going to make a lot of money, so much money. And you're a Thanks. great guy. You have a girlfriend. You're going to over it. You were kind of the pinnacle of what someone could ask for at the school by the time you're a senior. If anyone is younger than you, if they're, you know, especially TJ's a mental health ambassador at the school, what is, uh, what would kind of, I know you give me, you were saying, what would you tell yourself? But simply put, like, how do you think people should be handling the pressure of trying to be the prototypical Dartmouth student, which you have done so adeptly? Thank you, Levi. I, I, I wish I'd have. I, I hope I have, but it's very difficult. And I think it's something that's really important, especially overlooked at Dartmouth, overlooked in college, overlooked in your young years. I sort of just kind of am paradoxical in what I just said earlier of living in the moment, having to do these things, but not having expectations on it. I think also goes into taking time for yourself and taking care of yourself. Um, I think self-love is one of the biggest things that a lot of people are forced to realize in college. And a lot of times it takes a kind of intense event, whether it's a really bad midterm, like a lot of us, our first time just bombing a class, first time going through, you know, relationship troubles, first time going through recruiting, first time going through just life events and seeing serious things. But I think something <coughs> that is really important for all Dharma students is to love yourself and treat yourself, um, give yourself an off day. And ultimately, that's also what's going to feel the best is it's we're, we all work so hard and we're all very incredible human beings that are extremely well-rounded. So by treating yourself, it also includes doing things that you want to do for the sake of doing it. I always talk to you about Levi, but summer improv was the best decision I made. I actually have talked about it in job interviews for those, you know, finance consulting stuff, but it's, I had no reason to do with anything I anticipated. It looked good on a resume, it looked good on this, it looked good on that. No, it just, it was a really fun experience and it was with my friends. It was something I hadn't done. It was trying something new and it was dope. And I really hope everybody at Dharma can have an experience like that where it does not check a single box in their life but themselves. My name is Levi Porter. 
and this has been another episode of The Debrief. Special thank you to all of our producers. Ella Von Beyer, Keith Monsma, Abby Hughes, Ryan Petty, John Zavras, Taylor Haber, John Coleman, Eliana Stanford, and, of course, our editor-in-chief, Kristen Chapman. <laughs>